Welcome to All Things Sleep and Parenting. I'm Pam. And I'm Elisa, and we are the founders of Restful Parenting. And I'm Heidi, the owner of Blossom Early Learning. Join us to chat all things sleep, parenting, development, and everything in between. Be sure to hit subscribe and share with your friends and family. Mom, I have something really, really important to tell you. It's super important. So you just, you have to listen. It's so important. Yes, buddy. What is it? One more thing and then you go to bed. Okay. Um, dinosaurs died. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome, everybody. If you haven't guessed today's episode, uh, we are talking about bedtime stalling. So I'm sitting here today. My name is Pam and I, with me I have Heidi. Hello. And Elisa. And Hi. there comes a time in our little one's lives, even if sleep has been really, really good, where they figure out that there's this little thing called bedtime stalling that they can start to do. And what happens is it ends up extending our bedtime significantly. So our bedtime routine, which used to be 10 or 12 minutes, 15 minutes, is now like an hour, an hour and a half later. And watch out, parents, because they get very creative with the things that they come up with. Oh, my goodness. Do they ever. Like, and it's so hard sometimes to, like, not laugh when they're telling you these, like, things that they're, you know they're just so desperately trying to stall getting into bed. And you're like, okay, well, thanks for that. Okay, off you go. Good night. Hey, honey, yeah. did you know dinosaurs died? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And sometimes they'll come in and say things that they think aren't going to get them in trouble. So, like, Mom, I know I need to go to bed now, okay? But yes. I just need to tell you this one thing. And then I'm going to bed. I promise I know I'm not going to get out of bed again. <laughs> so they know the rules. They know the routine. But they are still going to try. And this is definitely something that all children are going to go through. Regardless if they're starting at 18 months or they're starting at two and a half. Or, you know, even if you have them and they don't really start until four or five. They're all going to kind of figure out at some point that hey, they will come back or they will do just one more thing for me. And then they start just kind of pushing and pushing and pushing. So today's episode, we're going to chat about uh, some of the causes for bedtime stalling beyond just developmentally appropriate, but then also some tips and tricks to help you uh, maneuver through that. So first thing, we want to be mindful of the nap in yes. older children. So like two, two and a half, three-year-olds. They're getting to that age where sometimes too long of a nap can then create more battles at bedtime. So if they're two and a half years old and they're sleeping for two and a half hours during the day yes. and your bedtimes are an absolute nightmare, then you know that it's time to start. It, it might not be time to cut out the nap yet. They're probably not ready for that and you're not ready for that. But cutting down that nap a little mm -hmm. bit is going to be key. Yes. And we do have our podcast all about no more naps and the signs that they're ready. So we will plug that into the show notes. Yes, absolutely. Um, so nap is a really big piece. We do expect them to be done napping between that two and a half, three and a half. So if I start to see bedtime stalling, especially with like a three-year-old, if I see any bedtime stalling with a three-year-old, it's pretty much always associated with that nap so it does make a very big difference um one of the biggest pieces that i find is super super helpful is a bedtime routine chart 
especially at this age, they, like, all they want is control. They want control of absolutely everything. And if you've listened to any of other preschool toddler programs, you've, you've heard us talk about uh, their need for control. So this is another piece where they... They want to feel like they're in control. They also really benefit from being able to see what comes next, right? So yeah, that visual is super important mm-hmm. for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be like some Heidi are Pinterest moms and some me are not. <laughs> so like I literally just had like a bristle board with my child's name, their bedtime routine, and we're going to chat a little bit about what to put into their bedtime routine, but their bedtime routine, and then they just either... If I had enough stickers laying around the house, they would use stickers. If not, they got to use a fun marker mm-hmm. that they never get to yeah. use mm-hmm. to the cross key it off. Is, <clears throat> the key is for the younger children, you want it to be something that they can really see. So pictures at that age. Yes. At age two, two and a half, three, until they can read, really, pictures are super important. So even if you don't do a very intricate design then you can just take pictures of them doing various parts of their routine you can find things online if you look up bedtime routine chart you can find ones that are already made cut out the pictures and just paste them onto your own routine mm-hmm. chart awesome. or draw your own pictures of things it can be stick people it doesn't matter I did. that's what i did i was like stick people and they were like uh what does a stick person do and i'm like can you not tell they're brushing their teeth and they're like yeah no so we did end up having to go and find some little pictures that <laughs> I printed out. The chart's not working. Yeah. Uh, one of the really, 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 really big pieces when it comes to those bedtime routine charts is regardless of what your child is doing to stall, whether it's having to pee six times, whether it's I need another hug or I need extra sips of water or I need this or I need that, everything goes into that bedtime routine chart. So... So, um, and I've used this example a few times, but AJ was my hugger, I still is, and he always wanted lots and lots of affection kind of during that bedtime routine. So we literally had pajamas, hug, teeth, hug, bathroom, (laughs) hug, stories, hug, and then we had snuggle time and then one last hug before I left, right? So there was lots of hugs in there so that when he did ask, mom, can I have one more hug? Because that is the hardest part when they're like, but I just want to show you my love one more time. And you're like, <laughs> oh, no. one more hug. You're right. What's the big deal with one more hug? Um, so that <laughs> so that can be hard, right? So add all of that into the bedtime routine chart. Oscar was having to go to the bathroom, so I made sure he peed three or four times within that bedtime routine chart so that he had that in there so that when he did go down and lay down in bed and said, I need to pee. I can say, well, buddy, you've already gone three times. Um, You probably don't have to pee as much as you think, right? Or depending if you didn't go for a pee through those, then I would say, okay, you have one last chance. But, But the idea is everything that they're using to stall goes into the bedtime routine chart. Yeah. And one thing is, it's really important to understand that these routine charts are not going to be a magic solution to all of your stalling. You as the parents, the ones that are setting those limits, have to reinforce those limits. Yes. And you have to set them. Otherwise, your child is just going to push and push and push. And limits meaning like those rules and boundaries, right? So if our routine chart says two stories and we've said two stories and our little one is like, I want another one, I want another one, I want another one, are always pushing for more, we always come back to that routine chart. The routine chart says, we have two stories, we've had our two stories, 
I know that yeah, you would so, like more stories, but we only, we're only having two stories. Yeah. So you have to reinforce that and you have to set those limits and hold those limits with your children yes. so that even just, especially with really, really testy children, even just one time of saying, okay, we'll do three stories tonight then, or we'll do four stories tonight then just because he wanted more, that one time can just create them to push more the next night. Yes. Yeah. If you give them chocolate cake for breakfast once, once, you will be asked for chocolate cake for breakfast for easily the next three and a half weeks every single morning yeah. so if you and and if that's one of those things right you were you're like oh we have a little extra time for bedtime tonight i would say hey you know we've we've brushed our teeth you've gone for your pee we've had lots of hugs we have time for one extra story tonight right so it's yeah. not like t if you say two stories you're stuck at two stories for the rest of your life it is that if you want to do a third story you're in control of that third story versus yeah. i've gotten really upset i threw everything around okay i finally get my third story and that chart can sometimes help take the pressure off you being the bad guy where you'd be like, well, we already did it. It's already on the chart. We're yes. done. You can kind of deflect it a little bit off yourself and stay consistent with it. They also, um, especially this age group, right? Because it's, it's, it's a lot of like, well, I'm not going to listen to you, but you're right. The chart said I was only allowed <laughs> to. So you're right too. So it's kind of gives them that illusion of control. You're still in control. Gives them that illusion of control. Helps reduce a lot of that. Um, the chart is just kind of backing up what you're saying, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the actual routine now. A lot of a lot of struggle that we know that parents have is that you're the whole routine takes a really, really long time because they're pushing those limits at every turn during the routine. So yes. if you're going to set limits and really stick to that at bedtime after you've put them down and they're asking for another glass of water or another hug or another, you know, some food or a snack or whatever, if you're really setting firm limits there, that has to start with the actual routine as well because it all plays into each other. If you have no limits during your routine and your child, you know, doesn't want to brush their teeth and then it takes them 25 minutes before they actually brush their teeth and then they want to brush their teeth for 10 minutes or, you know, you're putting them onto the toilet and they're sitting there for 25 minutes getting on and off and on and off and on and off and you've got no limits there in that routine, come bedtime when you're trying to set those limits and saying, you know, there's no more water tonight, you can have more water tomorrow. They are just going to push even more because they're not used to what's happening right now. Mm -hmm. It just yes. kind of hits mm -hmm. them, right? So setting those boundaries and those limits during your routine, your routine should really only take you 20 minutes from start to finish. Yeah. Would you say that's a pretty decent routine? Yeah. yeah. So, like, sometimes if you have the bath, right? Like, if you have a pay play bath. And yeah. bath, bath doesn't need to be part of the bedtime routine. We do have a bedtime routine episode all about routines. But, yeah, yeah the idea is about 20 minutes. Like, for our toddlers, preschoolers, right? For a toddler. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's, like, you know, teeth, pajamas, um, stories, snuggles and into bed right it's not like yeah. a huge drawn out long we have 20 minutes to unwind we have 30 minutes of stories we have 20 minutes for tea teeth or and like peeing. we have 30 minutes just to get dressed and brush your teeth 
that could be done in about five minutes. Yeah. Now, yeah. of course, at the beginning, when you're starting to set those limits, if you've noticed that your child is really pushing a lot, they don't want to get dressed. Every day getting dressed is a fight. Every day brushing teeth is a fight. Start with some timers. Have a visual for them so that they can see that the timer means you know, you have this much time to get dressed. Yes. And then you have to set those limits there too, though, right? So if they're not wanting to get dressed, it's, you give them a choice of maybe two pairs of pajamas that they can wear. Would you like to wear this one or this one? Giving them a whole drawer full yes. of pajamas to choose from is just going to be extra time for them because it's overwhelming. So two choices, right? And then if they still don't want to get dressed, after you've given them those choices, then the choice becomes you can get dressed on your own or I can help you. Yeah. Which one would you like? But either way, you have to get dressed, right? So then that way, if they don't choose to get dressed on their own, you help them and you physically might have to get them dressed. Mm-hmm. Same yeah. with brushing their teeth. You can try, you know, to make it fun for them. You can try to do little games that make it fun and motivating for them. But at the end of that, if that is not motivating them enough, then you have to kind of take control of that situation and be the one who's in charge and say, we have to brush your teeth. You can do it by yourself or I can help you. And then you, you know, sometimes counting to three after that, saying one, two, three, okay, I'm going to make your choice for you then and I'm going to help you brush your teeth. Oh my gosh, yeah, because... Sometimes with those choices, you're like, do you want the red shirt, blue shirt? And they're like, um... Yellow. Um... <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm not waiting here for 20 minutes for you to decide, so <laughs> let's go here. So I'm going to count down from five, and then you decide, or I decide for you. Yeah, exactly. So, again, you're the one setting those limits in that routine so that it's not taking 25 minutes to get their pajamas on every day. Yes. It's not taking 25 minutes to then brush their teeth and then another 25 minutes for them to go on the toilet. Timers there are great. So, you know, you have two minutes to brush your teeth or three minutes to brush your teeth, and then you set that timer or you have a visual timer for them to look at. Yeah. And then when that timer goes off, we're all done brushing our teeth on to the next part of the routine. Absolutely. So, so bedtime stolen, we're looking at the length of nap, naps, if there's um, maybe time to eliminate the nap, reduce the nap. Um, then we're looking at that bedtime routine chart to just really give them that visual of step by step. And then making sure that we are setting those boundaries, setting those limits so that they know what to expect, so that they can come to respect when you say um, two stories, and then to hopefully get that routine back on track again. Yeah, and if you end up having some meltdowns in the process of setting all these limits because they're unhappy with these changes or they're unhappy with the fact that they can't have more water or that they can't have a snack after you've put them to bed or, you know, you've helped them get dressed and they didn't want to get dressed, right? You might encounter meltdowns during this time, so really... Sit, sitting and supporting them through those meltdowns. Again, we have our tantrums. Yes, episode with the emotional that, that, offloading. Yeah, that goes over that. So you might need to do a little bit of that emotional offloading at first. So it might take you a little bit longer at first while you're setting those limits and boundaries and really working on it because there might be a meltdown that you then allow that meltdown to happen and then move on to the next thing or, you yes. know, 
kind of allow that meltdown to happen while you're doing all of the routine. And then the final piece is when you put them, you know, you've got them in their rooms and maybe they're upset about that. And so then you listen to that offloading, you listen to that meltdown, validate their feelings because this isn't very fun for them, right? That you're making these changes and that you're setting these limits. Even children who are very used to the limits and the boundaries will have some some feedback on that at times. And that's okay. (laughs) You know, bedtime in, in my house isn't always super smooth sailing. Sometimes my son decides that you know, he he wants to do this or he wants to do that. And I have to really set those limits with him. Yep. And there is sometimes a meltdown before he goes to bed. And that's when I will just listen to that meltdown, maybe from outside of his door and just saying, I'm right here. I can hear that you're upset. I'm right here and I'm listening to you. It is bedtime. Yeah. You know, and then he kind of has his feelings I go give him a hug after and then he's ready for bed. Right. So, yeah, it is. It's a big piece to it for sure, because there is going to be that upset, especially when we set those limits. And and uh, it does all kind of play in together with that bedtime stalling with the big emotions, especially if we have like a child who's not tired enough or is too tired. Those emotions are going to be even spiraling even more. So hopefully those tips have helped. Um, We know that bedtime routines are a struggle for a lot of families. So if you are in that position and you've put into place these little techniques and they're still not helping, then absolutely reach out. We would love to be able to help you. Toddlers and sleep is a really big piece. Um, There's a lot of emotional stuff in there. I know me too. It makes me so happy to help toddlers with their sleep and preschoolers yeah because um, there's just so much more yes. right there's so much more than just sleep yes it's all those limits and those boundaries and and really really getting comfortable and I think that's it for a lot of parents is it's uncomfortable for us at first when we're not used to setting those limits yes it's uncomfortable for us to set those limits. So really, like, we love to work with families to get them comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Love it. Okay, well, we hope that helps. Let us know. We'll see you in the Facebook group and on the Facebook page as well. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. We so appreciate that you've taken that time to come and hang out with us and listen to what we have to say. If you are struggling with sleep or parenting, please know that we have loads of free information on the website um, as well as on the YouTube channel. But if after you've read through everything and you've watched those videos, if you're still struggling, know that you're not alone and that we would love to help. So be sure to check out the website, www.restfulparenting.com. You'll find the link to book your free 15-minute call right there. And if you have any comments or anything you'd like to share with us, please leave them below in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks.